Uh, this is such a disturbing story. Yesterday we were talking about how um, the police were called to a home in Markham, and uh, it was a, the site of a quadruple murder. And the suspect was a 23 year old named Manaz Zaman, and he allegedly killed his grandmother, his mother, his sister, his father, and shared the details of the killings in an online gaming chat group called Perfect World. This has been an emerging trend in the past five to seven years. Here to talk about it and how concerning this is, the use of social media by killers and alleged killers. Dr. Oren Amate joins the show. He's a registered psychologist. Welcome to the show, Dr. Amate. Thank you, Kelly. So I have heard people refer to the, the, uh, this phenomena on social media of going online and uh, talking about details of, of killings and, and your uh, desire to kill the new soapbox. Would you say that it is the new soapbox? Uh, yeah, I, I would say it's one of uh, many new soapboxes, but yes. And so we know that Alec Manazian who was the uh, suspect in the van attack on Young Street, used the web as a forum for his views against women and incel. Uh, We know that the Danforth shooter also uh, was known to police for online activity before that mass shooting. And uh, the New Zealand Moss killer live streamed his killings. This is obviously a trend that's catching on. Is this a copycat situation that, you know, they hear that other uh, people who've committed crimes have have gained attention through social media and posting on social media before or after their crimes? Yeah, it's not just a copycat. It's more of this is a new norm. And people have to realize that the average person is not going to, you know, watch someone doing this or be part of a forum where people are talking about this and suddenly think, oh, this is a good idea. Right, that doesn't happen. However, somebody who may be on the edges, somebody who might you know kind of be on the precipice of of doing something terrible, uh, if they see something like that and they recognize that a, uh, I'm going to get attention. B, I'm getting rewarded for it. I mean, this is positive attention from uh, from the people in these groups. And C, the saddest part is that so many of these people are leading empty, meaningless, worthless lives. And so they feel that if I do this, I'm going to leave a mark. They get the sense that if you know if, if people are rewarding me directly through this internet um, exposure, what about when the whole world learns of my horrific crime? I will be a somebody, and that's the scariest part about this. And again, most people, if they want to be you know a somebody, they're going to eat Tide Pods and do something stupid like that. But there is a small uh, proportion of people who will you know commit heinous acts in order to get what they think is you know is infamy or lasting fame. So in this situation, it's it's a situation of uh, any attention is good. Exactly, um, pretty much. And but in their mind, it's not just any attention. They believe that this is positive attention. Um, but it's it's really like children, though, because a child who feels neglected or is not uh, you know getting his needs met um, or not getting the attention he wants, right? He will act out, throw a tantrum, just act poorly, and that's the the, ma- the mantra of any attention is good attention. So it can be sort of seen this way as well, uh, at least in the global sense, when more people you know learn about this, and the vast majority, of course, are appalled by it but again within these groups it's not just any attention it's positive attention within these groups when you're talking about people that go on beforehand on social media and online sites and and apps and and chat sites um and they're you know talking about their fantasy of killing could could this not be a cry for help as well 
In many cases, it is. And if you look at this uh, gentleman's uh, postings, now, I don't know. We don't, we don't know. They haven't gone through all of them. How long he'd been writing about things like this? Were there earlier signs? Because it wasn't like he just snapped one day. He was saying, you know, he was dro- he had dropped out of school. He was feeling like a nobody. He had, you know, left his religion. So it's possible that there were, you know, earlier signs that if somebody uh, had picked up on it and had the wherewithal or, or even the decency to reach out, maybe something could have been done about it. Uh, but oftentimes, when we see the, you know, the, the, more, the more recent uh, public postings, the more famous ones, they've already crossed the line. Like they're, you know, they're one step away from doing it. They've got the plan. They're just about to execute it. So it, it's too late at that point because some random stranger on the Internet saying, hey, maybe you should go speak to somebody. Maybe you should get some help. That's not going to compel them to suddenly you know, give up this, uh, this fantasy of, of fame and leaving a mark. Now, they apparently, according to uh, several sources, including I'm looking at a source here told City News that uh, Zaman would troll about this for years and nobody believed him, troll about the fantasy of killing his family because uh, he didn't want his parents to feel the shame of having a son like him, um, it, th- that he recently was booted off uh, for going over the line. Could that be something that could be seen as a stressor that you know, pushes them to act out on this fantasy they've had? Uh, so, so being, well, basically, the fact is, if you think about it, they're being drawn to these types of forms because we are social animals. And so being part of a group, feeling that I fit in, feeling I'm part of something bigger than me is an inherent uh, human need. So if that's suddenly cut off and now they're feeling isolated, and we know that isolation is one of the worst factors that can lead people to do terrible things, uh, whether it's addictions or whether it's lashing out like this, it is possible that that sudden, you know, uh, being just, you know, robbed of that social contact he was having, even if it was not the most healthy, that could have been a trigger. Yes, it is possible. They say that uh, the alleged crime uh, after it occurred, he sent photos of the victims on uh, the scene to players privately on a third-party app, and one of the players was anonymous and decided to actually report the crime to local authorities. How much uh, responsibility is it of social media to start policing what goes down, not only social media, but online gaming sites when it comes to chat? Well, this is really difficult because how do you distinguish, you know, whether it's AI or whether it's a live person between, uh, you know, bravado, fantasy, uh, smack talking? It's really difficult. And so I would hate for that to be an algorithm. If someone says, you know, like the word kill or, you know, uh, mur- you know, slaughter or something like that, which is very common in gaming, like, you know, if I'm going to kill you or I'm going to, you know, wipe out your team or something like that, um, you know, I, I would be concerned of, of, you know, of them crossing the line. So it's really difficult to monitor uh, that, you know, that, that line between fantasy and, you know, tragedy. Zaman posted uh, pictures of the murder scene, put them up on this uh, app on the game gaming site that he was on. And Dr. Amitay, I'm just wondering, would this be, could this be seen as a way of victimizing the people who stumble upon it or humiliating his victims even further after death? It's possible. I mean, some people will do that. I, I don't know his motive for doing that. It could also be just uh, bragging about it rather than humiliation. We don't know the family dynamics yet. I know we we know that he's saying that he'd be, you know, he didn't want them to be ashamed of him. But I don't know if his parents were the best in the world or if they were abusive monsters. We don't know that. So I don't know what his motive for doing that was. It could be for humiliation. It can be for validation, showing you know what I really did do it. Don't think I'm bluffing. It could be as a trophy. I'm not. You know, we don't know yet what his his specific motive was. I 
I know that they always talk about, um, and this is taking two different topics and putting them together, but uh, suicide as contagion. Is there fear that something like uh, posting, uh, you know, fantasies about killing could be contagious as well? I think so. But again, there's a big difference between killing oneself and killing others. And so the average person is not likely going to say, wow, this is a great idea. I think I'm going to do it too. Mm -hmm. But there are people on the fringes. And they could be able to do that, especially if they have the means of doing so. For example, shooting somebody is very different than stabbing them. It takes a very different type of person because the shooting is it's from a distance. Uh, it's less personal. It's less intimate. So I would say that there's a greater risk if people have access to guns um, to, to, you know, to act out like that. But again, the average person won't. And we're definitely, you know, you're far less likely to see someone using a knife or using their bare hands, you know, something that's more intimate and close. Well, uh, needless to say, it's a disturbing trend of uh, sharing details of mass killings on social media. I appreciate your time to, to try and make sense of something that is, you know, it's, Not you can't make sense. Yes, yeah. that's right. Uh, thank you very much, Dr. Amate. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Dr. Amate is a registered uh, psychologist, and I mean, for the average person, it is hard to wrap your head around, A, the fact that somebody could go so far as to uh, act out and kill his family, but then share images on social media of the scene. It's hard to fathom.